0: Hey guys, this is Dr. Cassandra Joseph. Join me on my journey to create something epic, to create my ground up startup, listen to my wins, my struggles, and everything in between. Check out my journey on creating Odyssey Dental of Summerfield.
1: So, it's been about two weeks since we recorded, right? Took a... We'll say we took a break. We'll say you took a break. <laughs> but um, other than that, how many days in total have you been open?
0: Days in total, I would have to go back, I want to say at least 30 days now. Okay. 30 days I've been open at least. I'm thinking, you know, there's so many holidays in between and I was only open three days a week for the first month like in december really it's only now that i'm there four days a week
1: okay so it has
0: taken some time to get to that 30 day mark
1: so how's it been how's it been checking along how how do you think you've done in this past 30 days tell me what first of all tell me what has happened so far in the past like two weeks Uh, how's everything coming along
0: everything's going well like we're excited about january because january is officially our first full month, like full time at the practice. I'm not an associate anymore. Woohoo! You know, <laughs> even though I'm a little nervous about that, right? You know, yeah. Study tech tech coming in. But I get to focus on the practice 100% now. Like, I get to work on the business and in the business, where before I was just working, you know, in the business. Um, and just a little bit on the business now. I could actually I have like a day off now where I'm not seeing patients to just pay the bills, make sure I'm you know staying within my budget, making sure I'm ordering supplies, mm-hmm. and things like that. So that's nice. Cleaning the office and um, answering phones and emails. Um, so I'm enjoying that, and I think that alone is helping grow the practice. I think is helping me grow the practice at a good rate. Um, last mm-hmm. month, December, which, like I said, we weren't there full time, we saw forty three new patients. Wow! So, I, I hope it- we continue along that pace. Like right now, um, today officially, we saw twenty patients, twenty new patients
2: so today alone.
0: And halfway. No, 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 that's uh-huh. meaning like. Up to today. No, 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 no. Remember I'm
1: a small dentist. (laughs) I was like, what's happening? What's happening? Uh, okay. That's good.
0: I I've had that as an associate working in a high PPO office, twenty patients was nothing actually. But no, in my practice tops is like seven, eight on like my late night because on Mondays I work till seven o'clock which is like my popular day. That's when I may be able to see like more patients but usually five or six patients is what I okay Um, so we see about yeah we saw about 20 new patients so I guess we're on track to see I guess about the same for a little bit more now that we're open more but Mm -hmm. I'm also blocking out my schedule where before I felt like I was just seeing a lot of new patients and not being able to do a lot of productive cases so we're blocking our schedule where If we have, like, a few new patients on the schedule, we're like, okay, let's just reserve these appointments for, you know, patients that want to get fillings and crown and bridge or implants or extractions done instead of just having a whole day of new patients, which is good. You know, as a startup, you need new patients, but Mm -hmm. you also need to be productive to pay the bills.
1: Yeah.
0: So we're doing block scheduling now to make sure we're having a productive day consistently doing you know x amount per day as opposed to like a roller coaster like one day you're producing 1200 and one day you're producing 6000 you're like okay Mm. it's not consistent so now we're just trying to like you know maintain a certain amount of production every day and it's not high like i could just tell you the number right now my goal is like about thirty five hundred dollars a day if we do that consistently you know we're good we're i think we're, we're growing at a healthy rate if we do a little less it's okay if we do a little bit more that's awesome but that's what i'm training my team to try to try to do like let's try to schedule to option. we're not just busy we're actually productive
1: yeah so, what is uh what, on. what would be a little less what would be like okay we're almost in the red zone or what is the red zone to you
0: there yet because I really wanted to focus on systems. Red is like, okay, when I when I think about like we produced last month almost thirty thousand. Our first full month, I guess. Not mm-hmm. really full month, right? We That's produced good. thirty. And when wow. I calculate it, that could cover our bills right now. If we, we collect it all. Like, yeah, you could produce it, but are we collecting? Mm-hmm. If we collect all thirty right now with having just two team members with me having very low personal costs um and just focusing on paying the mortgage and the bills and not really having high lab bills right now we could pay our bills so if we collect all of that we're okay
1: okay so so under 30,000 would be like the red like if it, if you collected 25,000 this month you'd be like oh snap we we need more right or we need it okay, out of pocket. So
0: under 20 would be like, mm, we're kind of getting nervous. Why are we going backwards? I think <laughs> we're going backwards. I think if we're like 20, I think we would be like more like in the red. Like, And I still have to have a full month to sit down to fully understand my budget. Like I just got my electric bill for the first time like a few days ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I still have to get bills to figure out how much does it really cost to run this practice. You know, with the banks, they have you on a tiered payment you don't you don't pay them the full amount on day one. Mm-hmm. I start really paying mortgage in February, so I have to sit down and figure that out um what else my team I just have two team members. I know how much they cost so and I'm not really paying myself yet because I'm still living off of my associate income that I kind of save a little bit of, but Yeah, I think this month will really let me know, since I have to pay a lot more bills in February, how much do I really need to produce to be in the black and actually start saving up for CE, saving up for rainy days, saving up for those days that are not productive, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like if I try overhead low, and now that I'm training my team to focus on same-day dentistry, if a patient comes in and we have time, let's go ahead and do that accrual. If a patient needs a mouth guard, let's go ahead and take that scan real quick. And I'm also training my team to block schedule like let's not just have busy days guys let's make sure we're having productive days so we have it now in the schedule where we know what our production goal is and we also have what our daily production is so we always see those two numbers every day on the schedule so there's no when the patient calls and wants to be seen on this particular day where we're just going to put them we may have to say oh actually you know our first available is this day on a day where we're a little less productive Or a little, or a day where we're more productive Where we could afford to do a free Maybe implant consultation You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, where we're, we already met our goal that day So we're, we're okay Putting a little bit more fluff into the schedule Yeah, <laughs> That's what I call it okay. So I think just training my team from day one On these things I think is um, working And also just mainly focusing on the patient experience I think it's all working out Right now for us because think about it just purely facebook ads has produced 43 patients now people are referring their friends people are referring their family members like today alone we got eight new patients on the schedule Wow. that's one day man so if we keep that up we're gonna be fine i think it's just mainly not losing sight of your vision and staying focused on producing a great patient experience Exceeding your patient's expectation and bringing your A game every single day because mediocrity is just not going to cut it in a startup game. It's just not. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, no, you're you right.
0: Really to it yeah, yeah. They have to pass like 10 dentists before they get to my office. Like, I'm in the country, they call it. <laughs> like, you have to intentionally want to come to my office to come to my office. It's not on this main strip. Yes, have I have elementary school across the street. The post office is next to me. The, p- the fire department, the police station. I am in the middle of the little town that I'm in, but I'm definitely not in a big city. So Mm. like I said, we still have to like make sure we're exceeding our patient's expectations so they could go out and be ambassadors and raising fans for us and leave us great reviews and tell their friends and families. And that's what really is bringing our patients in is people just talking and, you know, talking and talking and telling people how great we are and tagging their friends. Like this is my dentist. You need to go to her. This is my dentist. Your kids are going to love her. And people are calling because of that, so mm-hmm. that's what we need to focus on, and not so much. Of course, we have bills to pay, but I think what we're doing right now is really what's helping us stay busy and keep the phones ringing. And I'm going to continue to do it because I really enjoy doing it. You know, mm-hmm. it really does bring me joy to make sure my patients are well well cared for.
1: Yeah. So what what major treatment have you done in this past like two weeks? Like, where do you where are you watching or what are you looking at? Where you're saying like, okay, this is breaking in. Mm, a lot of collections right now in production
0: yeah so a lot of but so my patients in general are like a pretty healthy their population like it's not devastating like i came from an office where mm-hmm. i did a lot of dentures a lot of because of a lot of dentures i did a lot of implants so i stayed actually pretty productive um uh, with this oh. population i i feel like they're more interested in elective care they're more interested in comprehensive dentistry which is a, amazing mm-hmm. they want digital smile design they're saying yes um so care and i don't know if it's because we're explaining it well and we're letting them know it doesn't matter where you're at or what your budget is we still want you to have ideal care regardless if it takes you a month or it takes you a few years we're always going to have the end results in mind and we're going to have a plan for you mm-hmm. um that's custom for you and we educate them on why we're taking this route and not taking the simple easy cheapest one because it's not ideal for them. Um, so with that, even if patients can't afford a plan that we offer to them that's five or ten or twenty thousand, they're nibbling away at it where it is more digestible for them. So they are doing their cleanings first, and then they're doing their fillings, and then they're doing their crowns and maybe then Invisalign, you know, mm-hmm. and I think they like that because we're we're approaching it in a way that's non-judgmental. And we're also giving it to them in a size that's more, Approachable, meaning they could have $10,000 worth of treatment that needs to be done, but I'm not presenting all 10. I discuss all 10 with them and tell them their needs when I'm doing the evaluation and consultation with them. But I'm only presenting really their next visit, which may be a $300 investment at a pocket where their insurance is covering maybe the other portion.
2: Mm, um, okay.
0: And I think that's the where they don't feel overwhelmed and they know they have more But at least during that presentation, it's a smaller chunk and it's getting them closer and closer to health and closer and closer to what they came in for, which let's say they want a beautiful smile. They want to be out of pain. I'm getting them there. But in a way, that's not so overwhelming. And I think that's what's also helping with case acceptance. And um, yeah, that's what's helping. Like right now, I just closed a uh, case for 9,000 for implants and extractions and things like that. And I really didn't have to like sell it. I just told the patient, like, this is the best. This this is honestly, if it was my mouth or my mother's mouth, this is what what my recommendation is. I understand in my mouth I'm a dentist. I have got dental colleagues that could help me out with mm-hmm. pretty much three ninety nine. Right? <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, you know, if it was my mother, this is what I would want and these are the steps I would take um to get there. It is an investment, but this is what I would do if I didn't have all the upfront costs. You know, implants is a journey, not a race. So first it's just extraction. That's a smaller chunk. And when you you break it down to them, like the final thing might seem like a big expense, but if you break it down in chunks, it's actually very digestible. They tend to say Mm -hmm. yes more. And I told her, oh, the first step is extracting the teeth, letting you heal. Then I told her after you extract teeth and you heal for a few months, then we place the implants and then you heal again. So you get a little recovery financially and also after the surgery. And then we place the crowns. and she's like, Oh, so it made sense to her. You know, why invest in a bridge, a second bridge, and the prognosis is questionable, questionable when you can invest in implants where the prognosis is good to great. And once I gave her that, Mm -hmm. where the price was almost comparable, just maybe a thousand, maybe it was like, $3,000 more. It was $3,000 more, and Mm -hmm. it was a longer journey to get there, but she's, I think, 61? You're 61, so Mm -hmm. you still have 20 more good years, you know, of needing to chew and function, so it's a good investment versus this bridge that's your second placement. You need root canals, you need crown lengthening, and you need a bridge you're talking about the same amount of money now or very close to the same amount of money and for something that may not last 10 years, especially as you get older and your manual dexterity decreases or you can't brush as well, your mouth gets dry. Once I gave her some education, she was able to make an informed decision. Once I popped those pictures up and she saw how broken down those teeth are, mm. she was able to make an informed decision. Either way, I was going to take care of her. Yeah. So, she yeah, understood that there wasn't this thirsty... Sell. It was like, this is your choice. If it was me, this is what I would prefer, but either option is fine with me. I'll be here for you to support you and give you the best care possible. And then she made the best choice, which I think was implants.
2: Mm-hmm. So it's
0: just really taking your time. Like I said, really taking your time and you know, building that trust, Michael. Really just building that trust with the patient, letting them know I'm here for you. I want the best care for you that you because you deserve it. Mm-hmm. And once once you get to that level with your patient, they tend to say yes, I want to say. Even if it's not right away, but when they can, they say yes.
1: Gotcha. It's like
0: what? When will they say yes? <laughs>
1: what to you, what is a thirsty sale? Like how does that look in a in a, like in a dentist trying to sell treatment?
0: Um a good example is I have like a referring surgeon I used to refer to because he was like the only surgeon in town where I used to work. Uh-huh. And literally patients would go there for, like, an evaluation. I would send them there for an evaluation. Let's say they were medically compromised and I didn't feel comfortable placing implants for them or extracting teeth. I would just send them there, hey, go get an evaluation um, to see how much it would cost, to see what the process will look like. And then you could come back and we'll finalize your denture, let's say. I just want him to extract your teeth and then you'll get a denture. Mm -hmm. They'll come back with four implants. And (laughs) they'll, and they'll, they'll come back with, like, full mouth extraction, four implants in their mouths. Then they'll come back and say, Dr. Joseph, where's my denture? Can I get my denture? And I'm like, "Um, I'm sorry, I don't have a denture for you because we didn't plan for a denture for you. We just planned for you to get a consultation. And if he said he was going to do the surgery, then we're going to plan for a denture and the denture would have been ready for you. So when you had all the teeth taken out, you would have something to wear and not be compromised.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: But, But he forgot that little bit of information. He was just so quick to sell implants to the patient right then and there like it was like urgent for them to do it that the patient left confused and unhappy she thought she was going to get dentures from me but she couldn't because you're swollen um, and we don't have any impressions for you to send to the lab right now we have to wait for the swelling to go down a little bit and then we could go in there that means you're walking around with no teeth for about two weeks if not Oof. more so Oof. that's disappointing and I feel like as a practitioner, you need to do better. Explain to patients, you know, this is the consequences of not going back to Dr. Joseph and just getting the surgery done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was so thirsty. He was like, yeah, I just need to take your teeth out and place the implants. This now or nothing. We're going to have to get another surgery.
2: And like, mm. he would just have
0: these like pressure tests to, to get patients to invest extra 8000 for implants. And the patient would exhaust all their funds and not have money for what they really wanted was the teeth, yeah, so literally I had implants in their head and no teeth on top of those implants because they exhausted their funds. They, they were they left in so much pain and discomfort. they just assume that just putting the teeth on top of it is going to be equally as painful. They're like, "No, I'm done with this. So to <laughs> me, that's lack like of education to me that's not being fair to your patient, that's you just being super thirsty and not really caring. because you know, a surgeon. They don't really have to build relationships with patients. They don't see them for cleanings every six months. They're not following up much with them. Like they just do do one surgery, one or two surgeries usually, and they're done with that patient. Usually. Yeah. For me, it's different. Like I see these patients on a regular basis. I need to do good by them, and not just because I want to, because I'm going to see them again. I need to look at myself in the mirror every single day, and I want to build a practice that has a strong legacy of greatness. Right. I like that. Yeah. So that's just not how I practice. That's not how I practice. But there are people out there that, you know, throw these pressure tactics on these patients. You know, you need to make the decision. You need to make it now. And that's why I've chosen not to, like, refer patients to him unless I absolutely have to because my patients leave confused. They leave spending thousands of dollars and not understanding why they had to. And it it was always disappointing to me. It was always disappointing to me because I had to clean up the pieces at the end of the day. Yeah. I, mean, mm. I just never want to practice that way I just never want to practice that way at all
3: gotcha, so
0: gotcha. yeah I, that's why I just explain things and patients know when you're being sincere when you just take the time to explain you show them models, you show them pictures and I never leave it to just trust me, no, this is your mouth I want you to see pictures of why I'm diagnosing a filling why am I diagnosing a crown so I show them pictures, on. The, I show them x-rays I show them pictures and they're like, oh my gosh, is that my mouth? I'm like yeah, um, but you know what? Um, don't worry about it. We're going to take care of <laughs> it. I always want to make sure I'm building them up. Yeah. And I'm not letting them feel embarrassed or I don't want them to feel like, you know, we're judging them or That's nice. it's not oh my, a big deal. Even though, like, you know, you want them to feel like there's a sense of urgency. But you also don't want them to feel defeated. Like, there's just no hope for me. So I think there's a the fine line. You have to maintain that balance. And I just think just being real and honest, what would you do in your mouth? You know, does, does it really need to be done in two days? Or can it wait um, a few weeks? Of course, nothing should wait six to ten years, you know. Yeah. But I want to be honest with them. And I think that they respect that honesty. Yeah, that's They true. respect that honesty.
1: I like that. I like that a lot. Right now, I mean, it sounds like so far in the past, like, week or week and a half, it's been going really, really good. But if you were to have to pick, what has been your biggest concern so far this, like, week and a half, and how is it making you feel? I guess
0: my biggest concern right now. I feel like, um, Figuring out how long I could wait until I need another assistant. Like, right now, I feel like I wish I had another assistant, like, right now. Like, right now. But <laughs> at the end of the day, I have to be realistic. Like, yes, I'm producing a decent amount, but we're not collecting all of it yet because we have to wait for the insurance companies, like, within 30 days to give us the money. So I feel I feel like I have to just wait. I have to wait. If I produce 29000 To 30,000, I want to wait until we collected 30,000 before I go into more debt or investing more into the practice as far as like hiring another person. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's where I'm at. Like, once my collections pick up and they're about equal to my productions or very close, that's when I feel like I'll feel more comfortable having someone rely on me to, like, live on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they, they're relying on you to pay their bills, to see their yeah. family. So I need to be, like, um, responsible, make sure I can really pay them and not be in the red trying to pay them.
1: When is a... So, when do you think is a good time for you? Like, okay, now I can hire an assistant. When you collected the, all 30000 or...?
0: I think, like... I think definitely when I feel like I'm definitely in the black, like, we're collecting all the money that we have produced, Um, I think so. And maybe someone will tell me different. Um, I have a coaching call with Sarah Ritchie. You know, I'm part of the Delivering Wild Platinum Mastermind. So I'm going to discuss that with her and see what she thinks and even maybe even discuss it with Anissa at this point. But um, I know sometimes you have to invest in the practice before you can grow the practice. So mm-hmm. maybe that's not what I really need to do. I know some people are like, I started with two assistants from day one. <laughs> um, well, my assistants are paid you know, above average, I would say, for, for a startup probably. Not crazy, but I want to make sure they feel appreciated and they come to work, they both work really hard, my assistant and my friend as. So I feel like I pay them well, you know, for mm-hmm. their set and for the area. And if I hire someone, probably I would have to do the same. And maybe I could hire an assistant part-time. Maybe that's what I should also look into, maybe two days a week, have an extra chair open, ready to go. So on the days where I'm seating crowns or a temporary falls off, I'm not taking away from valuable production time on my first column. So I need to finagle it and really, you know, figure it out. And like I told you, after January, which is my first full month, Oh, really know what my budget is. Like, how much am I really having to spend to keep this practice going full-time, four days a week? Yeah. You know, paying all my bills and paying my lab bills and paying my employees and paying for all the extra services that I've elected to, you know, take part in. Then Mm. I'll fully know, oh, yeah, this is what I really need to be in the black. And you know what? I have a little extra for an assistant. Or you know what? You need to produce a little bit more... And yeah. to to be able to afford an assistant. So, like I said, I just want to be responsible at do you, this point.
1: Yeah, do you have like are you the one doing your whole budget or, or do you have a CPA or something like that or,
0: uh, or? I don't have a CPA yet. Like I spoke into HDA um and they're supposed to like help me, mm-hmm. but I haven't like I don't have, like, a contract signed where I'm working with them in, at all yet. But I feel like that's the other thing. I'm like, well, can I afford a full-time account yet? <laughs> and can I afford not to afford one? I don't know. I yeah. a, um, but right now, I feel like I just need to, like, document all my expenses, you know, line item, line item by line item and figure out what's coming in and what's going out. And hopefully more is
1: coming in than coming out. <laughs> oh yeah. No, it's going good. It sounds like right now it sounds like especially this week has been like amazing, especially with production. So I think it's gonna be I mean, to me, I mean I hopefully like right. It looks like it's going to be I mean, how many new patients did you bring in today alone? Eight you said? We we scheduled eight patients,
0: yep, we scheduled eight
1: new patients. Man, that's amazing. And that's all coming from referrals?
0: You know what? I didn't answer the phone, so I have no idea. Um, Like, um, right now, one comes from the school from across the street. One, I actually answered the phone myself. Um, There was a teacher. She was in pain, and she's across the street. So the convenience of having that school right across, so I'm getting the kids, I'm getting the moms, I'm getting the teachers that want to just come across the street and get their dental care. So great location. And then the post office too. I got a post office, a mail lady come in because we're right next door. She delivers our mouth. Um, and That's then perfect. the rest, I, one, I actually don't know. I know one had Delta Dental, so maybe they got my name from a list or maybe they happen to have Delta Dental.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the other, the other one, I know she called because her mom told her about us, but I really don't know. I, I really don't know. I think some of them is neighborhood some people were right down the street from where they live because we're in like a small, we're kind of in a neighborhood, I want to say, but also in a major road. So I think people passing by and seeing a new building being built and figuring out that's a dental office, they're excited because a lot of people don't want to go into town, the major town to get dental care. Now they're like, Oh, you're right here. Of course I'm going to switch over my whole family. I'm like, yes.
1: <laughs> yes. I know. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's- Exactly. And that's just how it is. Sometimes it's just the location. Some of it's Facebook. Some of it's word of mouth. So I guess those three things are the heavy hitters. Not so much insurance lists. A few of my Delta dental patients are insurance. I want to say half of them found me on the list, but the other half is probably Facebook or on a list. Not on list, um, Facebook or location and i'm only in network with delta dental right now oh that gives me heartburn oh you asked me a good question oh my god delta dental gives me heartburn like seeing that write-off now that i understand what write-offs are as an associate it was more like adjusted production so i never really saw the write-off <laughs> it was like you're producing you know 500 dollars today from disappointment yeah and i just saw 500 i didn't know it was really 700 but they wrote off too like i really didn't know i didn't knew really, like <laughs> You know, 20 million patients to be productive this day. Yeah. (laughs) But now that I'm an owner and I have complete control, I know how to look for reports. I know if they're collecting money, if they're writing off. I could look up these reports within minutes. I'm like, wait a minute. Delta Dental owes me a lot of money. Like, this is crazy. (laughs) I'm serious. I'm just like, this is horrible. This is horrible. That's why we negotiated with we're going to go in network with one other plan called Carrington platinum. They're actually pretty decent. They're very, very decent. I think my write-off was going to be like 12% and which is not horrible because my cash paying patients, I gave them like a 10 to 15% discount off of any other services. If they have my savings plan. So it seemed like it was like, okay, no big deal. Mm
1: -hmm. But
0: that was dental was like 20%. And because
1: yeah, yeah. Who negotiated I mean, that fee?
0: No, you don't negotiate with Delta. There's no
1: negotiation. Oh yeah, that's with Delta. true. The that's only true, reason
0: true, why true. I take Delta Dental, and I'm part of the Premier. I'm not even Delta Dental PPO. I'm like Delta Dental Premier, whatever that means. It means nothing to me because I'm writing off <laughs> a whole lot. Uh-huh. But what I do know is the only reason why I take it, Michael. Uh-huh. As a startup, you're hungry. You're like, no one knows me. I just want patients to come to this door so I could hopefully pay these bills. <laughs> okay? This million dollar practice. So, I was in the reason, other reasons why I take Delta Dental, they don't give you checks. They don't, they don't do the whole assignment of benefits. They send the check to the patient, and you hope the patient will send the check to you, or you tell the patient to pay you up front. Good luck with that. <laughs> for cleaning, no patient wants to pay for their cleaning. No, my insurance covers it.
3: Mm-hmm. So,
0: that's the other reason. Plus, competitors, which I don't feel like I have competitors, but for now, the other two doctors in the community, they both take Delta Dental Premier as well. So that put me in a hard spot where I'm the only office, a brand new office, that doesn't take Delta Dental Premier. Mm -hmm. And they've been in the game for years. Even though I feel like I, I bring something different to the table, but I felt like just to be more welcoming to the community, just to make sure I'm not turning those patients away and I'm not turning them off, I was like let me be in network with them, but I'll only be in network with Delta Dental Premier. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know it was so pretty much garbage as well. (laughs) All the Deltas probably are. (laughs) Like, really, they're they're horrible.
1: No, Um, yeah, I get you, I get you.
0: And the way they do the Delta Dental Premier, you don't have a fee schedule. You don't know how much they're going to pay you for a new patient. So you have to wait, see the new patient, and then figure out what they're going to pay you. The same thing for Crown and Bridge. Or, or, or dentures. You have to kind of wait to see how much they're willing to pay you. Man. So right now it's a big question mark what the write-offs are going to be for Delta Dental patients. And right now I know I don't like it and I don't like it at all. But, like
2: um, you know.
0: but the good thing is, is that that's the only insurance company I'm in network with and I still have good patient flow considering I'm only in network with one insurance. But that's also hurting other insurance companies that I was thinking of going in network with. My umbrella plan turned platinum because now I'm like, you know what? If I have patient flow and I'm not in network, why be in network? Why? Mm -hmm. What's the purpose now? My patients are saying yes. I'm keeping my cares full right now. Why? I guess the only reason why I can think of maybe being in network with more than Delta Dental is when I have a hygienist, will I be able to keep her busy? When I bring on an associate, will I be able to keep him or her busy? But I'm not there yet. So I could always join later on if I need to, right? So I'm actually thinking of actually not being in network with anything. But yeah. Dental, And even they made to get a boot at this point. I'm so <laughs> tired of my I only been a month in.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right now, if you're doing really well, I mean, if you feel like, okay, I'm already covering my overhead and be able to cover more – and you you just like your projection show you're doing even better. I wouldn't really move with another, you know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't move in with another, I don't know. I'm not a, like a consultant or anything, but my opinion, I don't think I would move in with another insurance because I feel like right now people are trying to, I mean like, you know, negotiate fees, figure out a way to move out and stuff like that. Cause if you think about it and being with an insurance is just another way to market, um, to other people,
0: Exactly, right? exactly. And right now, we really don't have room in our schedule to see more, like, new patients, if that makes sense to you. Like, we have to schedule them out. So if I join, mm. like, more insurance companies, we're I going to put the patients. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't have, I only have one assistant. So, like, God. patients are being scheduled right now. Patients are scheduling into April. Patients are scheduling into, like, March. I'm like, so where am I going to put it if I join pe- more plans?
2: So
0: mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know if it's advisable. Um, or I could take more plans and just drop Delta Dental because I'll take less of a cut. If I- <laughs> That's the other thing. Just switch it up and drop Delta and just join, like, someone else that has a really good fee schedule. Like I said, the other company had a really good fee schedule. That was actually comparable to my fee, very comparable to my fee. Yeah. Like I said, the write-off was very minimal.
1: I don't know. Like, but, that's a good question to ask the audience. So, like, if the audience is listening, well, you are. So, you listening, the person yeah. right now. Like, what would you do in Cassandra's uh, shoes? Would you drop Delta and accept more, or just keep on with Delta? I don't know. It's a good question, right? Like, let us know. Let us know. Um, in any social media platform, that'd be interesting. So then. Right yeah. now, what has been your favorite resource so far in the past week and a half?
0: Oh my gosh, my favorite resource. I would say I'm loving those five-star reviews I'm getting. Like right. It shows that we're doing something right. It, it really does. Like It really makes us feel awesome when our patients let us know what we're doing is working for them and it's making them more comfortable. Is changing the face of dentistry for them like their perception of dentistry has changed and i just love it i just love that social proof and i think those google reviews through swell is really going to help our practice grow and show up on the map like the google map the seo map and therefore we'll be able to see a lot more patients and help a lot more patients so i'm really excited with that of awesome. so the, the reviews we're getting and because of soil. I don't know what school is doing, but people are getting, I guess, emails or texts and they're they're actually reviewing us and doing a really good job, you know, reading about our office. Even on Facebook, you know, patients are going on Facebook. we have twenty two Google reviews so far and we Man. have thirteen Facebook. So over thirty reviews, you know, and we haven't been open for two months, so I could only imagine like we have outnumbered our competitors. Like I said, I don't call it. I don't think anyone's really our competitors. Um but yeah. our neighbors that do dentistry, like they had 22 Google reviews. Now we have 22 Google reviews. They've been in business there for over five years. I'm thinking hmm. probably closer to 10. And we have more Google reviews than them. That's crazy. That's um, good. That's good. So I'm excited.
1: Yeah. yeah. So excited. Yeah. do you want to? hear your statistics should we call drew and hear like how everything's come along how he's doing everything for your practice
0: yeah definitely i would love to hear it
1: all right let me let me call him right now
3: hello, hello. hey what's happy up drew?
0: Year,
3: drew hey you guys what's happening
0: hi drew how are you today
3: so good cassie how are you
0: excellent can't complain drew can't complain happy new year yes
3: happy
0: new year
3: to you too it's been a little while
0: since we connected it's it's, it's good to hear from you yes yes yeah, awesome the
3: Focus on this startup game. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: we were drew we were talking about uh what's been one of her favorite resources this week and a half so far and she said it's been you guys getting them five-star reviews man so we kind of want to know like do you have her statistics in front of you
3: um Let me see. I was looking at them earlier today, and now I I can't remember off the top of my head. But uh, from what I could tell, it seemed like you were crushing it. So it looks like I know you've been focusing on both your Google reviews and Facebook reviews. And I feel like between the two sources, I counted like, I don't know, 35 or 40 new reviews total. Does that sound right?
0: That sounds right. That's exactly right. Yep. Yeah,
3: yeah. For a brand new practice that's just opened the doors, and you're just now seeing patients—that's that's that's pretty incredible. Um, Even for like established practices, getting thirty plus reviews in a given month is a huge feat. So, congrats to that. So that's that's awesome.
2: Yeah, have
3: you have you seen any like? Return on investment from that yet? Does anybody, are the people starting to find you on Google or on Facebook? I'd love to hear. You know, it's only been a month or so, but I'd love to hear some feedback.
0: Oh, absolutely. Like, I want to say, like, pretty much the first month, and we're only really been open like 30 days. Um, yeah. All my pages are coming from Facebook. It's only now that people are coming in. Now they're referring their friends, they're referring their family members, and they're making appointments for their kids, and making appointments for their husbands. So now it's more the mouse as well, but um, yep. both pretty much the Facebook, really Facebook.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Do you think, Hi. like, let, uh, uh, let me ask you something, Drew. Do you think people should, because Cassandra, are you focusing on uh, getting reviews Just as much on Google as just as much on Facebook, or are you like no more Facebook, or what is y'all strategy here?
0: Um, when I spoke to my um, onboarding team as well, I was like, "Let's do both," because I know I have such a presence on Facebook right now. Um, so I know like sometimes the older population doesn't really do the Google thing, like have Google email. They're still like AOL. Like I promise you, I see (laughs) AOL. So yeah. Um, I also wanted to make sure we picked up some Facebook reviews as well. Even if I know people, when they look online, they're really looking for Google. So just in case they did not have a, a Gmail account, I wanted them to also be prompted to also possibly leave a Facebook review. So I think that's what they're doing as well. I'm not sure. And some people yeah. are so gracious. They're doing Facebook and they're doing Google. And, so and Google. Even if they don't leave, sometimes they don't leave um, a review what they do is they um, they check in. And I don't know if school helps with that, but they check in to yep. the practice and then they leave a review through check-in. And it's on their personal page. So let's say they have 5,000 friends, 5,000 friends' seems they're checking and what they have to say about the practice. And since they kind of tag me, then their friends go to my page. And I appreciate that. There's some like social groups I belong to, business groups. And let's say someone came from that business group And um, experience an amazing experience they sometimes go back to that business group and they post about it so like I just enjoy all the different ways that patients have to post and review you so they could tag you they could um, leave a review or they could check in or they could go on Google so there's so many different ways so yes you see on paper drew 35 but in actuality based on all the other
2: ways that patients are able to do it, it's
0: actually probably more than that. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Instagram stories too. People put me on Instagram
3: stories. On one Instagram story, I got like three. No way. Yeah. That's so cool. That's uh, um, a lot of people don't understand the power of social media. So using Facebook and Instagram, you know, I'd say a lot of our practices, if they're not active on Facebook, We just say, okay, you should focus on Google. Because Google organically is going to give you the highest return on investment because that's helping your online search results and your immediate visibility for people that are searching for a practice. But for practices that understand how to use Facebook, it can be such a powerful tool because of exactly what you said. So check-ins, check-ins, those are published on people's personal timelines. So all of their friends, everybody that they reach, will we'll see that that person check into your dental practice which is huge and then recommendations even recommendations have a, a similar power so they're not just like a review of a business anymore people are going and recommending you as a practice which we can then they can share on my timeline if they want but also now if their friends are looking for recommendations in the area like let's say somebody down the road asks like Hey, I'm looking for a new dentist. Do you have any recommendations? Facebook will automatically populate that post with recommendations from their friends for people that have left recommendations in the past. So that mm-hmm. like immediately gives a reach as well. So it's it's pretty cool how Facebook has it set up because reviews are they're really they're, they're making reviews and recommendations more powerful so that that they reach like a, a larger audience um that's awesome i mean and instagram the thing you know instagram is, is is so much more you can get a patient um to post on instagram or to you know tag your business in their post, um the reach on that is is huge and sometimes it's hard to define and hard to track but i love that you're seeing the patients come in directly from like your facebook or social media so that's, that's really cool so awesome yeah
0: Thank you. Thank you for providing such a great resource to capture those reviews.
1: Do you also by any chance, you're doing website chats, right? Um, Cassandra?
0: Yes. that's uh, yes, I actually forgot about that one. Yes, patients, you know, every now and then are like sending me a message like, you know, are you taking new patients? You know, um, do you accept insurance? Um, and of course, it's soon as you answer it you're going back and forth and some of those patients transition into a new patient appointment so I like that Mm -hmm. accessibility you know of being able to chat or appoint them online or they could call so patients are able to contact us in so many different ways and you need to be available you need to be available to get that new patient through that door um, because Mm -hmm. if they call and you're not picking up the phone they're, they're on to the next If they're sending you a chat and you don't reply back, they're on to the next website that wants to chat and they could actually meet someone. So that has been a great resource as well.
1: What do you feel like you are seeing the most, like, I guess, inquiries or questions coming in? Do they just say like, hey, are you available? I need an appointment now. Is that the most or is it like, do you accept my insurance?
0: You know, I think it's a little bit of both. Like right now, I feel like it's a little bit of both. Do Do you take my insurance? Do you... Do you take out teeth? Like, it's, it's been various questions. Um, are you accepting new patients? I don't think I got any questions twice. So I would say a little bit of everything right now. It's so new um, right now. So I think I get a little bit of both. I'm just happy that I'm able to go back and forth with them. And not all of them transition to new patients, but sometimes it's because they're not ready. They just wanted to see if someone actually is not going to, like, reply back to me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and sometimes they just, call I just tell them, you know, if you want, we call you or you call us to better understand your situation. Because sometimes they have very specific questions. I think it's more like they want to figure out, can I get a consultation over the Internet real quick? And I don't mind answering their question, but sometimes you just can't diagnose or come up with an intelligent answer for you through a chat. So I, I definitely tell them, you know, please try to schedule an appointment. We would love to help you and understand your unique situation. Um, so...
1: Yeah, I just like having that available for our patients. So I awesome. think it's a win win. Awesome. That's so cool. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. awesome. All yeah, right, Drew. Cool. Man, I appreciate it. I appreciate you coming on with us right now and letting us know her statistics and how we can uh actually how we can actually, you know, do more on Facebook too. That's pretty cool. So um with that being yeah. said, man, I guess we'll we'll hear you on swell snacks, all right?
3: All right, done deal. Thanks for the invite. And, man, Cassie, keep it up. You're crushing it. So thank I'm you. pumped to keep tracking your progress.
0: Oh, thank you, Drew. I really appreciate, like I said, what you have created because I'm amazed too. I'm like, wow, 22 reviews. Have we been open for 22 days? Really? Like,
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like immediately, you're already this established practice. No one would, you know, like, <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome! It took you one month to immediately establish yourself as this kind of like trusted that people practice. So, all right, that's it. I'm gonna do- I'm gonna stop talking and, and get off so you guys can continue your podcast. But uh, yeah, good chatting. Thank you.
1: Take care. All
3: right, Drew. You take care. You too. Thanks. All right,
1: bye. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Don't forget. Feel free to go in the show notes below and click on the Swell CX logo or the link to get the exclusive deal and find out more about Swell and how they can get you five-star reviews immediately and consistently uh, today, this week. So go in the show notes below, click on the Swell CX logo or the Swell uh, CX link and start skyrocketing your five-star reviews now. And what's next? What's next after this?
0: what's next Um, right now that we're getting our systems in place and I have my team together and we're really focusing on training and the patient experience. Now it's now kicking up a notch. Now let's not just be busy. Let's not just focus on systems and just the patient experience. Let's add a little bit of spice to it. Let's now be productive. So that's what we're gonna focus on. That's what I told my team. Let's kind of really focus on being productive doing block scheduling now and not just you know a day full of new patients like literally there's days where I see seven new patients and that's all I'm seeing and I'm like no we kind of need to break it up a little bit Mm. so that's our next thing like let's see if we can be productive still keep the patients extremely happy and satisfied but now be as productive as we can be to reach our potential you know even though of course you just opened up but I know it's time for us to be productive because it is a business right it is a business we need yeah. to have that aspect as well. So that's our next step. So now we're going to do more target marketing. Like right now we're just in Facebook, you know, community engagement, getting to know me, getting to know our team, and just consistently staying on. But now we're going to do more target targeting when it comes to less focus on implants. That's our next thing. Like we really want to build that authority in the community that we offer implants and we do a really good job placing implants you know we have a cbct machine you know we do overdentures, we do all on fours like we could bring it and we're here to help you so just building up that authority you know slowly but we have to target those patients those patients that are over 45 those Mm -hmm. patients that are a little older independent living facilities so that's what i need to like do right now is um Focus on that. And also, ground marketing, really letting the community know I'm here to support them and to help them. That means more community engagement, continuing to do like the coat drive, the toy drive, you know, more conversations with different, you know, neighbors, business neighbors that I have, you know, bringing them little treats and, you know, seeing if we could build business partnerships with them, you know, things like that. I think that's really what I want to focus on as well now is mm-hmm. you know specific patient types and really building myself up in the community and letting people know we're here for them mm-hmm.
1: it's going to be really awesome okay so yeah like where the next episode i want to dive into that i want to talk about like exactly how you're blocked scheduling and what we forgot to talk about in this episode was uh the story about the instagram influencer who brought you a couple of new patients so that would be that would oh, yeah. be really good to talk about in the next episode so that way because I mean like I like how you well I don't even know I, wait I don't I don't even know the story I don't even know the story guys so like I would have to ask <laughs> Cassandra like in but I was going to ask like I wonder how you leverage that but that's so interesting that's interesting so we'll talk about that in the next episode but yeah thank you Cassandra so much uh sign us out bye Wait, 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 wait. Cassandra, you still there? I'm still here. Okay. That whole part was really cut off. That's why I said like so I'm gonna say it again, okay? Okay. You there with me?
0: I'm still here. Oh,
1: okay. I can now I can hear you good. Alright, so any last words, Cassandra?
0: No, I want everyone to continue to be epic, live the dream, and continue to enjoy this beautiful week. Take care, guys.
1: All right. Bye, guys.